is up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast. I'm your host, Victor, and up front, I just need to apologize. We're a day late, maybe two days late. I don't know when I'm going to post this. I'm recording this on Sunday, so if it goes up tonight, it's a day late. If it goes up tomorrow, it's two days late. I need to apologize. It has been one of the most hectic weeks of my semester, maybe even of my year. I am prepping to go to Kentucky, all of that. I got to get ready because I'm going to miss a week from work. And so I'm prepping all of that for my youth. I'm also going to be missing a week of online school. And so I need to prep for that. And so I've just in the midst of like this car accident and taking care of all the insurance and stuff. So I am just crazy overwhelmed. Um, and I actually did record a podcast. I recorded it on Thursday. I edited it and it was ready to upload. However, I wasn't happy with it. The topic was social justice and the gospel. I was uh, responding to John MacArthur's article, or not his article, his statement that he collaborated with a few other theologians, many other theologians, and they kind of curated, they created this uh, social justice and the gospel statement where they were asking pastors and people to sign it, saying that you defend the gospel against the social justice movement. Um, And I did an episode responding to it. Um, There's a lot of things on the statement that I like. Uh, There are more that I dislike. And so I was trying to give a neutral opinion uh, in that podcast. And I'll just be honest with you guys. I totally failed. Um, I listened to it and it was just not good. I feel like I'm not educated enough on the topic. I feel like um, it's not something I should talk about. I am a junior in college with very little Bible knowledge when you look at the grand scheme of things. Um, And so my opinions are great, but when they are uninformed, uh, they're not good. And so there's no point in posting that. So I just went ahead and trashed that episode, and I'm actually planning on doing an episode on it in the future, so don't worry. Uh, However, I am probably going to have a panel of four or five guys that I interview for that podcast. And so hopefully... Um, I can make that happen. So that'll be in the future. I'm probably going to put like four or five interviews in that podcast. It might be a little longer, but hopefully you guys will enjoy that style. And um, yeah, so I apologize. That's what I did. And yeah, so going into this episode, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I don't necessarily have a topic or something that I want to talk about. Um, I actually want to do an episode that's more of a call to action, more of a challenge for my listeners. Um, and that might be difficult, uh, for some of you guys. It might be difficult for me because I don't want to challenge you guys with anything that I'm not personally doing, which, uh, is sometimes very difficult, especially as a student pastor, challenging students, mentoring students to, to be in the word daily. And then myself, me, myself struggling, battling every day to just even open it once. And so, Yeah, I'm going to uh, challenge you guys, but I'm also going to be doing the challenges with you. It's going to be a shorter podcast. I have my contacts in. I got brand new contacts, and I really like them. Oh, man, yeah, they're great. And uh, I also have a face mask on because I'm manly. Guys, I'm totally wearing a face mask. You guys can't see me, thank goodness. I'm wearing a man's face mask, though. Because we're, we're, we're men, right? We're masculinity. Biblical masculinity says you have to wear men's face masks. So I'm wearing a man's face mask. Don't worry. And uh, yeah, so I got like 15 minutes before the face mask has to come off. And so I figured I'd sit down, plug in the mic, and do a challenge episode. And I think I'm going to try and do this maybe as a bonus episode each month. Maybe 
Maybe not. Maybe just do it as a episode each month. But regardless, I think challenging us as a community, not just me challenging you, but also me challenging myself, you guys challenging me, is something that's really healthy. Uh, And I think it can spark a lot of conversation. And so I remember a while ago in Grace Nation, we actually had a forum uh, where you could post threads, post questions, all this kind of stuff. It actually opened a lot of security holes within my website. And so if I... Uh, decide to get that started back up again, if I can figure out a way to do it right, then I will start that back up again and we can start a challenge thread. And this this way the community can talk about how we're uh, challenging each other, how we're doing in our walk with the Lord. And uh, yeah, so today at church, I listened to J.D. Greer. He preached on justification and sanctification out of Romans 3, one of the most just beautiful sermons, one of the most just beautiful passages in the Bible. Uh, Mar- or, yeah, Martin Luther says that it is uh, arguably the most important paragraph in the world to ever be written. And I totally agree with that. And he was talking about how justification is the instant declaration uh, of your salvation. This is this is God declaring you uh, righteous uh, in his eyes. It is that transaction. Justification is that transaction between God and you. God initiates that transaction with you. He gives you for free his righteousness, and in return, he takes the punishment that uh, our sin deserved. And it was really good, and it really challenged me because uh, the story doesn't just stop there at the summit, and and I personally love this plumb line. Uh, We say that the gospel is not the diving board, it's the pool. And so the justification that when we receive the gospel, that's not the diving board, but we are uh, jumping into the pool that is sanctification. And so this week I want to challenge you guys. The first challenge that I want to give you guys is let's, let's read the word daily. Let's read the word daily. And I'm not just talking about opening your Bible and reading a few verses. I am talking about let's sit down for 30 minutes a day and let's dissect what the scriptures have for us. Where I would suggest let's do Psalms. Go through Psalms. Start in Psalms 1 and do 30 minutes. However, however much you can get done in 30 minutes, sit down, pray through the scriptures. Ask the Lord to reveal himself to you. Ask him to, uh, most of the times the reason we can't see the Lord is not because the Lord's not revealing himself to us because he is in his word. It's ma- mainly because our eyes are blinded to God in the scriptures, ma- probably because of sin, but ask God to remove the blinders from our eyes to re- have him reveal himself to you in, in the scriptures. Have him convict you of unrepented sin and and then have him give you the boldness to walk in repentance. Use that 30 minutes and commune with the Lord. Sit down and, and, and let him teach you. Meditate with him. Enjoy him. There was something that I was thinking about this week. And it was um, that if you could define Christianity in one word, what would it be? And I heard a lot of great things. I heard love. That's a great one. I heard religion. That one was okay because I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say Christianity is not a religion. It is. So don't deny it. Now there's. You know we won't get into that. Um, I had people say that Christianity is God's compassion. That's two words. It's cheating. Um, but the one word, and I think I've said this on a podcast before. I don't know. It was a while back. Um, I would really define Christianity if, if in one word, which is really difficult. You can't do it. It's rest. Christianity is rest. It is God welcoming you into him. There's nothing that we have to do to achieve that. God literally welcomes us into his presence so that we can rest in him. Christianity is a religion of rest. 
Now, if when you this is why this is what distinguishes Christianity and Jesus from all the other man created religions, right? Because all the other religions say, um, if I do X, then I will be accepted. Right? But Christianity says, I am accepted, therefore I do X. Right? Christianity doesn't begin with works. Now, don't get me wrong, it should result in works. It should result in us going out into the community. It should result in us seeking justice and Psalms. Oh man, I have it. It was so good. I think it was Psalm 84. I think I, I hope it's still pulled up. Ah, I deleted it. It was like Psalm 84. You guys can help me out. Oh, I got it. Psalm 89. Listen to this verse. All right. Listen to how beautiful this is. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne steadfast love and faithfulness go before you psalm 89 uh, 14 righteousness and justice are the foundations of your throne if righteousness and justice are the foundations of god's throne then you better believe that that is something that we should be pursuing now god gives us that righteousness right we are saved we are justified we are declared free we are declared righteous but justice is something that we need to seek. We need to help. What did Jesus do in his life? It, although it didn't look like it because Jesus wasn't pursuing legal justice necessarily. But Jesus was helping the hurt. He was, he was uh, loving the people who were the lowest of the low. He was helping the prostitutes, the blind, the outcasts, the people with leprosy. He was, he was seeking not, not just legal justice. I think the word justice gets this weird, broad connotation, right? But we should be seeking justice the way that Jesus sought justice in the New Testament. We should follow after his example. We should pursue the prostitute. We should pursue the blind. We should pursue the leper. And now that doesn't just mean we, we leave the, the other people out. No, we see Jesus talking to the rich young ruler. We see him talking to, uh, to, to the people who, who need their daughters healed, to the higher ups. Jesus even talks to a Pharisee and that Pharisee even later on defends Jesus in a meeting. So Jesus doesn't leave out other people, but we see the main priority of his ministry is to go out and he serves the lowest of the low, the people who are sick, who are diseased, and if, if that doesn't show us that righteousness, the person of Jesus and justice, the way that he pursued people, uh, that's, that's a picture of Jesus, righteousness and justice. That's a picture of Jesus because righteousness results in perfection and justice results in love, right? Read the next part of that verse with me. Hold on. I got to open it again. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Man, that is so, so good. And so, to get back on track with the challenge, I want to challenge you guys. This week, read the word. Ask Jesus, where in your life do you need to be pursuing righteousness? Because I guarantee you in all of our lives, there are areas where we are not pursuing righteousness. Ask God to reveal to you where you need to be pursuing righteousness and then ask him to, to, to cause that to result in you pursuing justice. Not necessarily legal justice, but justice for the hurting. Love for the hurting. Love for the outcasts. There's a book, a wonderful book uh, that I just read. It's called 
Christians need to have gay friends. We need to be loving the people that Christians don't necessarily want to associate with, right? Because the Pharisees would have never associated with with a person who was sick or a person who was gay or a person who was living in sexual sin or a person who was, um, you know, fill in the blank. The Pharisees would have never associated with someone like that. But what did Jesus do? What did Jesus do? He ran to them. He relentlessly pursued them. And so for whatever reason, Christians nowadays feel like we don't have to do that. We act so much like the Pharisees in our high tower looking down on all the people who are living in active sin when there is a plank in our eye and we are totally blind to it. And I guarantee you that some of you out there are struggling with this and you may not even know it because I know I have struggled with that. And when I was struggling with this, I didn't even know it. So this week, ask God to reveal to you how you can pursue love and justice in your community. Maybe that means opening your door once a week and having guests in for dinner. Invite someone over for dinner. Maybe that's going to a dog park and talking with your neighbors out there at the dog dog park. Maybe it's helping your friend move with no expectation of receiving anything. Not even food, guys. Not even food. So this week, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. 30 minutes in the word every day, 30 minutes in the word every day, praying the scriptures, seeking Jesus's face, and then asking him how he can take that time and have it result in a more Christ-like life. Guys, that's my challenge to you this week. That is my challenge to you this week. This was just a few minutes of me just kind of talking. I hope it was fruitful in some way. Again, I apologize that the podcast was a few days late. I hope that that won't happen again. I do have to warn you, though, there may not be a podcast next week. I'll be in Kentucky. Um, And if there is a podcast, it'll probably come out Sunday or Monday. But then after that, we're right back on our schedule. We did have a special guest scheduled in for March 8th, which was uh, Tuesday. Or Thursday. It's Thursday when I was supposed to interview him. Unfortunately, since I'll be in Kentucky, we had to move that to April 11th. But no worries. We are still on the schedule. And I am so excited to invite him on. I'll give you his first name, but you do not get his last name. His name is Tim. His name is Tim. So you take that as you will. You take that as you will. And I'll look forward to seeing you guys in the future. Guys, I say this every week and I mean it every single time. You are beautiful and you are one of a kind. Until next time, take care and God bless.